Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hey, Carolina fans, John Roca here. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. Gamefly puts video games where they belong in the hands of the gamers who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly.com, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. Don't waste your money buying this year's new game titles before you know if they're even worth it. With Gamefly, you have access to all the newest game releases and you can keep them to play for as long as you want. So that's one monthly fee, unlimited video game rentals of all the most popular titles from Madden to Call of Duty and over 9,000 thousand titles to choose from so you can find most of your favorites keep the games as long as you want no late fees no due dates and when you're tired of it just mail it back and they'll send you a new game of your choosing and they offer movie rentals now as well go to gamefly.com slash collider and start your free premium 30-day trial today the premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time you can only get this offer by visiting gamefly.com slash collider now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
ProWrestlingSheet.com Welcome everybody to another episode of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. Hey, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. A lot of differences of opinions between Ryan and I already <laughs> off camera, so we can't wait to turn the cameras on and the microphones <laughs> on and talk about it. So I am John Roca, joined as always by Pro Wrestling Sheet founder and lover of all things wrestling, uh, and even gave me some nice joy. Ryan socks this week. <laughs> Ryan Satin, how are you, brother? Lover of most things wrestling. <laughs> I don't know about all things wrestling. There are some. Yeah, anyone who knows me knows not all, but uh, you know, uh, no, I'm doing good. I um, I'm I was able to. Scarf down that bagel before we started yeah, recording man. here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling energized. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super excited to talk about the show in general. It wow. Okay. It, it didn't super pique my interest All this right. week. I tried. Fair enough. I really tried. I just felt like there were a lot of things that I was just kind of like, okay, we're doing this, yeah. you know. So, uh, so it'll be interesting because I know that we kind of had different opinions here already on things, as you mentioned here. So, yeah, be, yeah. I'm interested to see what you did and didn't like. They the certainly doubled down on what they're what they're building to hell in a cell. Oh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of adjustments here. They've made their credit decisions and they're going for it all the way to the end. And it, you're either in or you're out <laughs> on it because they're not changing. It seems like you know. I think that might have been where my issues lied with okay. the show, where it was like a. Like, all right, they're doing this. Yeah. You know, like they're they're going forward with their plan. Like, yeah. and that is what they do. You know, um, that's true. That's but, true. And we already got kind of a little change of course on Becky, so they're not going to do it with Braun too. Right. You know, it, it's not that I don't like everything they're doing with mm-hmm. Braun. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like like I get it. You know, I get it. I understand it. I get what they're doing. They need a a, a strong heel for Roman. They do, but. Because they I can't do, make him heal, unfortunately. I know, and I, and, I, and I think this is where I'm watching. And you know, it's weird because when I'm watching it, there are things the crowd is cheering for yeah, throughout the sure. episode. Like in my head, I'll be like, oh, "This isn't working," and then I hear the crowd, and, and it's a different story. I, I feel the same way. We're going to talk about later. It's confusing to me right? that I'm sitting there going, "This is terrible." Why is the crowd cheering? And I'm starting to wonder if the WWE comes out with their announcements before the show starts and says, "Guys." For us to keep doing this, for us to keep going back to you, like we're going to need you to cheer for certain things and boo certain things. We want you to do it, blah, blah, blah. Because when I auditioned to be an announcer for WWE, one of the things they gave you to talk about for now is to say to the people, hey, don't mess with the wrestlers, don't call us over the blah, blah, blah. But also uh, cheer for their, your, the, your favorites and boo the people you, you know are the bad guys. So they do kind of encourage you with an opening speech before the cameras get turned on. Similar to any TV. Yes, and I wonder if they're really go- even more so doing it this time because they know that people are going to – we're going to get to it. If, but, I, if, there was, if, if the announcers were getting on the microphone and saying, make sure you cheer for Roman Reigns before, we would know about it. Yeah, like, you think? We, oh, yeah. Someone would, Everyone would have tweeted okay. about that. Like The crowd literally just said cheer Roman Reigns because they all would have just not cheered for him <laughs> anyways. So. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of Roman Reigns, that's what started off the show. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre coming down to the ring. Now, official heel faction. Yeah. Strowman went full heel, talking all that stuff, saying, I want to do it to you. I want it to face a man to man, face to face, all that kind of stuff. And he blamed the Shield for him having to go find two heel partners, and everything went down from there. And then the Shield showed up, and the Shield jumped in on this, took out the axe handles, and started whooping some butt. I was confused on this because there were some, like, where are the storylines for these separate wrestlers going if they're outside the ring clapping for uh, Strowman and Ziggler and McIntyre? Like, like, like uh, the Mahat. Raja, I didn't understand why Jinder was like, yes, yes. And then Jinder in the next phase is like, you got to find peace. You got to find. I'm confused. Like, yeah. it's the consistency was lost here. I thought KO was consistent. He was on the corner just like, I hate that I'm doing this. And he's you know? the only one who got a promo afterwards to explain why he was there. As well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I, but I'm with you. You know, I, I, that was my biggest issue with okay. Raw in general yeah. this week is the disconnect of like, well, this is happening, but the crowd's going this way, but then this is opposite of what we're supposed to be thinking is happening. Right. So, like, everything all across the board was, like, very confusing to me, and this was a part of that. You know, looking at all the heels in support of Braun and, and Drew and Dolph, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, they're the bad guys of the show. And who have really had no interaction with the Shield besides this recent thing that happened yeah. for no reason. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. Um for the most part, I don't think it would hurt to get hit with an axe handle either. Oh, really? Well, I mean, like, it's not like it's a <laughs> thick two-by-four. Like, right, but it is a... a, a yeah, that's true. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying 
the reactions from the wrestlers getting hit by the axe well, handle sure, was know, way too extreme yeah, for what there was happening. I just okay? think, like, if you got hit in the head with an axe handle, it would hurt, obviously. It would hurt, yeah. If you got hit in the back with an axe handle, would it really hurt that much? Yeah, and you'd get, probably get mad. you get mad. Yeah. You'd, you'd get pissed off. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, as strong. Like, they're, they're kind of small and thin. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're not, like, thick. Like, a 2 by 4 is, like, hard to break sometimes. Right. You know, like... It's not like a kendo stick. It's, it, yeah. It knocks you the hell out. Yeah, yeah. like, kendo stick would fucking hurt. <laughs> that you know, it's, hurt. it's designed yeah. to hurt you. The lead lashes. A kendo is designed for, like, aerodynamics to, like, <laughs> be able to chop. So right. I was a little, like, random uh, weapon to have pulled to the ring with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I, you know, this whole opening... I, and maybe I was just tired. I don't know. I was in a weird mood watching the show. But, I get it. But, like, I just – this whole segment, you know, yeah. I, the only thing I enjoyed really is that for a long time I've said I thought Dolph Ziggler should be the leader of a Four Horsemen-like stable where, like, he's got – you know, he's the the, the shit talker, mm-hmm. the Ric Flair, the, the bravado, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he's got guys behind him to back it up. You know, the Arn Anderson, the, the, the Tully Blanchard, all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. feel like – we're kind of getting towards that where, you know, they are building – they are making these guys a, a stable, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and whether it's just for, you know, the short term, I'm not sure. But it, they are making a stable out of these guys. And I do – you know, these three guys together could be an entertaining stable going yeah. forward as a heel faction. I agree. If they put the effort into it, if they try to make them a uniform team that mm-hmm. is actually doing things together, which they did start to kind yeah. of push forward with this week. Yeah. I just feel like – like you said, the, the the heels all being around the ring just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it was a little weird because, uh, I mean, we ended last week talking about how the heels all came down and helped uh, Ziggler and McIntyre and Strowman, but none of the faces came down mm-hmm. to help the shield. So what does that mean? Are the shield just kind of kind of their own thing? Are you trying to promote the underdog situation, you know? Yeah, like are the, the heels really in more in sync than yeah. the faces are on the yeah. roster? Like you would think all the faces could band together and help out, but they're not. Yeah, this so- is almost like comic book stuff where you get like the old school super friends where you have like the hall – the the Legion of Doom all coming together, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there. And so, but where are the, where's the Justice League? Yeah, you know, they're all going after one hero at a time. Absolutely. And I and this also, you know, uh, continued the new trend that started last week and continued on throughout this week of uh, of two hundred five live guys yeah. being brought back to the main roster yeah, in yeah. different ways. And I'm wondering what they're going to do with Drew Gulak because he's really the only one that's been kind of like. <laughs> At a place standing there during yeah. all these things. So I'm wondering how he, if he's going to be kind of brought back to the main roster. It's a all. good question. It's a good question. Well, eventually they get pulled off. I did like uh, uh, Strowman's uh, saying that you have your hounds of justice. I have my dogs of war. Me too. I, I did like that. I like that line. too. That was honestly, yeah. I was ro- I was sitting there rolling my eyes the whole time like, I just don't like this. Like, I just wish that was like <laughs> the roles were. Re- and then when he said that, I was like, you know, yeah. that's actually that line is what spawned me into thinking these guys could be a good team together. Yeah. Like if. Taking, if they're not just pushed together like we see in the divas division or the divas, the women's division a yeah, lot, where yeah. like they, the divas division was notorious for it though, but like the women's right. division where they shove three women together and just kind of like here they're a team now. Yeah. I, I, I hope that more is done to make these guys a unit if they're going to actually go that path. Yeah, and you and I think you make a great point, Ryan. I think you saw the possibilities of it yes. here tonight, yes. last night on Raw, and you you sensed okay if they go forward with this, this now becomes more and more believable. And you could see the potential of this uh, 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 team coming together and what they can do in the division as it goes forward, uh, unlike uh, 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 Gable and uh, uh, Root, which we'll talk about later. Um, so, uh, But everyone was down there, and then they got pulled off. They got dragged away, and then there was a, a thing in the back where they, you know, where Corbin was like, you guys you guys can stay, but you got to surrender your axe handles. You, I don't want you to get arrested by the cops. Blah, surrender blah, blah. your axe handles. Yeah, I mean, they all dropped in. Of course, for whatever reason, uh, Roman Reigns had a mean mug a guy who was just doing his job, which is a cop. He's just doing his job. Yes. I don't know why I mean mugged him. No. It's like he was paying a personal interest in the situation. Yeah, it was funny. This episode very much mirrored society in a way of like you know someone kind of mad dogging a cop yeah. being a good guy for yeah. mad dogging a cop. Yeah. And then uh, there was a later where where Triple H basically called Undertaker a snowflake. So yeah, like, he, did. he kind of was like. 
calling him like an yeah. internet snowflake of like you got offended because someone said something about you. Like, I was like what is happening? Yeah. And we'll get into that later, but yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like that was kind of like a running theme throughout this episode of like mirroring things that are happening that we see happening on uh, yeah. social media all the time. Yeah. Well, it was uh, after this. It was time for the Bella's portion of the show, which is now becoming in. Oh, it's now going into overdrive on both Raw and SmackDown. They walk in and apparently keep the camera on as their dressing room was beat up and you know like written stuff on. Then they have the match. Nikki, of course, won over Ruby Wright. Completely unbelievable, but that's what happened. Uh, but why, why, why completely unbelievable? Because it's just not, because it doesn't make any sense. Look, Nikki is what? I mean, come on. Ruby is an up and comer. She's the heel. She should be getting the rub. Not Nikki. Nikki's what? already established. Nikki's already established. You don't need it. And as they spend, no, the- but wait, 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 wait. Okay. But they've been, but, but she's been gone for a while. Like they're trying yeah. to rebuild her a little bit. Uh huh. So why why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, but I thought she has a winery. She has all this stuff going on. She doesn't need to be rebuilt, Ryan. They spent the whole match kissing the Bella's ass. You and I talk about how wins matter all the time. It's true. They so if they're going to put her in a role, of course she does. She's a legend. <laughs> I like you using my own argument against me, you bastard. But even legends like a Goldberg, or yeah, yeah, when yeah. one of them comes back, they give him a few wins. They let they Goldberg do. beat Kevin Owens, they you know, did, yeah. like you know. So I mean, they they do that with legends. Yeah. So in what WWE does, it makes sense. But you are right. They if it, wrestling fans last uh, week were mad about them calling the Bell uh, Twins legends, they like hammered it home hard this week. They even said one thing, and I agree, but I know that wrestling fans were going to be mad when they said something along the lines of like, uh, um, you know, the, the, the Bell Twins helped define oh. the term women in WWE. Yes. The, the, women, the, the role of a woman in WWE. Redefine. Yeah, redefine how... They did a little bit, but I yes. know that that's a very it's a it's a divisive thing to say. It's frustrating to me that they don't read the room or they uh, uh, stubbornly don't read the room and go f you fans. We're gonna do this. You're gonna come along <laughs> or not come along. It really frustrated me because they spent the entire time. Oh, and by the way, we should not uh, walk over this. Congressor Renee Young stepping going to oh, be yeah. permanent on. The, I still believe she should take Cole's spot. She's not. I don't think she's not there as, yet. Uh, she's not. I don't think she's as strong on color as she is host. Yes, and I think she should take Cole's spot if she was going to do anything, and then bring in another person to do color with them. Cole has had his time. I, I don't think it's Michael Cole, but he's had. Time. There's other things you could be doing. I almost feel like it would make more sense. I almost like it would make more sense center SmackDown. To be honest with you, oh, to that's be fair the too. Lead, Hell yeah, because that guy's cool, person. but he's kind of boring. Yeah, kinda like, I, I'd be okay with like her, Graves, and Saxton. Like, Absolutely, like, I do feel like her and Michael Cole do have similar similarities on uh, in their yep. in their announcing. Because yep. even when you watch the May Young Classic, it's only been one episode, um, but they are similar. They're mm-hmm. both kind of giving information, you know, yes. like things. In, and Graves is like. Colors it up, mm-hmm. obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I, I feel like they are a little bit too similar right now. But I yeah. think obviously that's going to change in time, and it, it is nice having a female voice. Absolutely, because at the at the most, it does help when the, the female matches are going on. Yeah, I mean, she really does give her best insight mm-hmm. when she's talking about like, well, I know this person. This is what they said. Yeah. This is how they feel. Because she is good at ca- coloring them up a little bit yeah. and like helping to, to, to paint a picture <laughs> a little bit in the story when it comes to the females. And I do think that with time she'll get better at it as well because it's hard Absolutely. to deal with. Having someone who has a similar role as yeah. you on the same at the same time. Yeah, you know? you're trying to bounce off of them and see if you get it. But the stuff that she's doing is right. She when she throws in her color comments in, uh, I appreciate them, but I also think that's not her natural thing. No. So you and you can see through it, and because we do what we do, we can see it, we can sense it, we can hear it, and so. And her timing isn't fully there yet either. <laughs> yes. Because there was a lot of yeah. times when she was like trying to give a point, and then something would happen, and they'd like cut her off because yeah. they know what they're supposed to do at that point, yep. and then it got kind of confusing, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, back to you, Renee." Like it was like exactly, but but. but It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. I have faith it'll come. And I was happy that it, at least they made this decision, and Renee deserves it. Yes. Uh, six years of time in the company. She's hosted everything from the top ten stuff that they did to all these other shows. You know, so she's set. She's been and, an integral she, part of the WWE for absolutely. a while now. Yeah, no, and I, I think it was it was a – she was the right call for that She's for sure. the lead woman. Yeah. She's the lead lady in, a- on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I – and uh, – but I do think that the Bell Twins did help redefine the term. That's fair. <laughs> and I don't think you're wrong. I, don't, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. My problem is that they spent way too much of the match in an obvious attempt to – I mean, they accused the other women of being jealous of them. Yeah. That's wrong. Yes. Those women have built their time in indie wrestling uh, uh, division – indie wrestling conferences, rather, and built their time in those companies and laid the groundwork and got to the WWE and went through the NXT stuff, then got to the top of the roster. They're not, they're not jealous of the Bellas. They're upset that the Bellas are getting the rub above them when they've built all this groundwork. But it happens all the time, right? We saw Reigns or Rollins complaining about I mean, The Rock honest, coming it back. It would have been silly if Ruby Riot had beaten Nikki Bella. 
I don't think that's silly at all. Well, if they're I Ricky mean, Belly's in her mid thirties, Ruby Riot is a young twenty three year old hungry wrestler. Nikki used to be a young hungry wrestler. I think it's certainly possible that she could have beat her, and it would have pushed the heel aspect of them even more, and it would have gotten the crowd behind the Bellas even more as them losing. Maybe so, but but that's I, my argument. I'm I think not saying depends, right. I'm saying I, I really do think it depends on what their plan is. Because clearly they brought the Bellas back for something. Yes. They brought the Bellas back. They're not going to be full-time going forward all the time. Again. Right, so right, clearly right. they brought them back for, I'd imagine, Evolution. Evolution. And because of Evolution, you know, Hell in a Cell, we're going to get a match at Hell in a Cell with Bree. And I'm assuming we're going to get something, uh, you know, at the Super Show. I, I think they, already are, they were already announced for the Super Show. But okay. clearly it's like... You know, this short time that we're going to have. Yeah. I don't think we're getting them back full time for good now. I'm pretty sure this is just a short inner, you know, short little span yeah. that they're kind of coming back for. So, you know, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think in that sense it makes sense, you know. Especially, yeah. Although, you know, I, I, I'm i sure since I'm a Bells fan, I my, my opinion's a little biased well, here. Because, like, if it had been the other way and I, you know, like with Goldberg and Kevin Owens, I wasn't happy you about it. You weren't happy, were you? Yeah, no, I no. wasn't. So, yeah. And I, I thought that was more legitimate because Kevin Owens was already established by the time Goldberg beat him. So it wasn't negative for him to lose. Ruby's still building herself up. She's not 100% yet established. Is that kind of thing that gets people gets people excited to see her. Just yeah, but yet. Kevin Owens was the champion, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But, <laughs> like, yeah. like, he was the champion. But Kevin and and, and he lost it to Goldberg, who hadn't wrestled in like fucking 20 years. Yeah, like, true. Like, Ruby Riot at least can take the loss at a top that big because has Kevin Owens really recovered since? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You Ryan. know, like he really that's hasn't recovered since that. Like, how? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been used. Yeah, and he's been in big roles. Yeah, at WrestleMania, but like. But other people have stepped in and take yeah, the belt because yeah. Lesnar took it off of, of Goldberg, Goldberg and, and then ran it for a while, fighting Reigns and everything else like that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And I, and look at where he's at now. I yeah. hate where he's at right now, Kevin yeah. Owens. So right. you know. Something uh well let's 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 see what happens with the Bellas. I just would encourage the WWE to stop doing a essentially a commercial for the entire match for the Bellas. I'm, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I don't think you need to overstate no. their importance. I mean, like, look, I, I do it on Twitter sometimes because yeah. I hate seeing the giant negative uh, yeah. reaction Which they, they get. don't deserve. But I know that when I do that, yeah. I'm going to get a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, I know the people that are behind me, right. but it's one of those situations where I know for a fact that no matter what I say to, to support the Bella Twins or defend yeah. them. Yeah. No one's, no, if you are, don't like them, you're probably, my opinion's not going to change your, your, your yeah. thoughts on the matter. So um, I think it's the same concept with WWE. Mm-hmm. Like the people who watch WWE who like the Bella Twins, who respect what they've done, yeah. they don't need it rubbed in their face and the ones who don't, are really going to be mad about it. Yeah. So it doesn't it's kind of counteractive. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. And but but the crowd loved it. When the they crowd won, loved it. they were ex- they exploded standing ovation, a lot of a lot of clapping. So Proof that they're legends. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, speaking of people who aren't legends, uh, uh, the authors of Pain stepped in oh. here uh, with Drake Maverick doing the best he could with whatever role they've got him in. Mean, I swear it looks like a kid they've kidnapped. It really uh, does. <laughs> you know, against Ronnie Ace and Nathan Bradley. Uh, that's probably the last time we'll say their names on this show. And they got squashed to pieces. I don't understand this. This is not like when Strowman was squashing. This is this is like we have nothing better to do or that we can think of to, to give you guys to do. So here, we'll just give you this. Well, and and why do why do they need to go out and assert their dominance and show how tough they are if they're they can barely be squashed worldwide? Yeah, like, yeah. They're, like it doesn't impress me that you're beating the right. albino dude. That's like, a good point. The okay, the plus of the segment. The <laughs> plus right. of the segment uh-huh. was taking the vest off of Drake Maverick. Yes. The negative of it was still everything else. Like <laughs> like, look it. I think Drake Maverick is so talented. Yeah. He is so entertaining. Drake is fun. He's a good manager. Like, when he was doing stuff in Impact where he was, you know, he wasn't wrestling. So, like, yeah. that, you know, he when he when he wasn't wrestling, he wrestled there, too. Yeah. But, like, when he was doing stuff with Dixie Carter and Ethan yeah. Carter, like, it's great. Great. I think he's incredibly entertaining. Agreed. He is just so out of place with these guys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't aesthetically makes like, it doesn't look right. Awesome. Yeah. Why is a white dude leading two black guys? Why is <laughs> well, a little black, but yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Why, uh, why is a white little white dude leading two people of color? It just, <laughs> it just, it's like the the optics well, of it are stupid. It's like the optics, and it's like, and he's got this like chip, chip, cheerio kind of like you know like yeah. thing to wear. Like I love that character of him, but it just yeah. is so opposite of this like dark, ominous authors of pain. Like the promos they would do in NXT that we have become familiar with when yeah. it was you know. When it was Paul Ellering doing stuff like these, these ominous, like oh, like angry sounding, but 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 serious Paul Ellering style yeah. promos. Hearing or seeing Drake yeah. Maverick 
smiling and yeah. like walking with the, walking with like his buddies like he's the happiest little guy it doesn't look right it doesn't it make doesn't. them look tough it doesn't really add anything to their act you know i what i will say is i do like that the 205 people are 205 live wrestlers are being utilized in the main roster yeah. a little more they're trying to do something with them got to do something but this one is, is, is it's weird yeah it maybe really if they put him in a suit and like let him be his suit wearing self and it was more like a like a Jimmy Hart who like is kinda like adding to his stable of people, right, you know, right. maybe or, or Bobby Heenan, something like that where I can maybe get it. Yeah. But we've just not been led to look at Drake Maverick that way. So yeah. it's confusing. And especially if he's still gonna be the the uh GM on two oh five live or it's it, 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 it's one of those things where like you said, yeah. there's this disconnect. Yeah. Like you're watching this and you're like, but but what about X, Y, and Z? You yeah. know, like this doesn't really I get what your thought process behind it was, but it's just like it's it's weird. I miss Teddy Long. <laughs> Teddy would know exactly what to do with these guys. When I was uh, even Slick would know exactly what to do with these guys. When I was at uh, Starcast during Starcast weekend, yeah, I got a coffee and I went up. They were like, "Oh, uh, cream and sugar, right over there." I was like, oh, "Okay, great." So I, I go over to get cream and sugar. And right when I walk up, like the team of people comes onto the table and they just start taking everything off the table. Oh shit! And I'm like, oh man, I wanted the cream and sugar. You know? so I'm <laughs> and as I'm like trying to figure out where I'm going, it's like one by one being taken away, and I'm like, uh, uh. And like Teddy Long comes walking up to the table, and he's just like, "Where's the cream and sugar? <laughs> you guys are taking the cream and sugar. I'm gonna eat it. I need it for my drink. Where is it?" And then they were like, "Uh, uh." And they were like, "Sorry." Like, and, they were, and he got so mad. He was like, he was like. Whoa. How am I going to drink my coffee now? I can't drink my coffee if uh, there's no cream. Sugar. And then, like, and before he even really finished, it was all gone. Oh, and I was oh like, and I was just kind of, like, standing there face to face with him. And he gave me, like, this really, like, come on, player. And then just walked off. And yeah. I was like, that was a weird thing that happened here. But that was why StarCast was fun. Weird scenarios <laughs> like that. Uh, where's the cream and sugar, player? Yeah, where's the cream and sugar, player? <laughs> we'll start a tag team match. Come on. Uh, uh, well, right, Triple H came out, and as uh, uh, Ryan was saying, he uh, basically called The Undertaker a snowflake. I, okay, that wasn't just me that thought that, right? right? Fair enough. I'm sure there were a lot. I thought that, too. I was like, why are you... Why are we doing this? This is the tactic you're using? An yeah. 18-year-old girl's tactic? What's wrong with you? Or, young, or rather, or young 18-year-old male? You can say it, either way. But it just was a weird tactic to use to be like, oh, The Undertaker, are you upset because Shawn Michaels came out? I'm like, what are you doing? You're the, you're the game. So it was just a well, little strange. But I did like the promo overall. I was going to say Better that than the one he caught before. I was going to say the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. I didn't want to look like shit on this segment. Because to be honest with you, it was my favorite segment of the night. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I really kind of, at this point, I feel like Undertaker versus Triple H is probably the most the most well-hyped feud going in WWE Fair right enough, now. There's yeah. been cool vignettes for it. There's been cool in-ring moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Undertaker's shown up for this more than he's shown up for WrestleMania yeah. feuds. So, Good point. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, but but that, yes, that part did make me laugh because it was very much just like a... Like a because that's, you know, what everyone says now about you. Like, oh, you let the internet get to you? Like, yeah. oh, you, even in here, you know? Yeah, like, oh, Christian, yeah. we're like, hey, why'd you talk about what happened on, you know, our, our storyline things, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you let it get to you? You know, like, no, I just want to tell people what's going on, right. you know? So it's interesting to see that kind of brought into this storyline, especially since Undertaker has recently joined social media. Yeah. You know? Which like, is insane. It just, which is insane. Wow. And he's, his Instagram game isn't the best. Well, <laughs> look, he's a man in his 50s. <laughs> if he if he was if he had mastered the Instagram grammy, I'd be shocked. <laughs> Man, yeah, he just got he just got like perfect social media game. By the way, shout out to your tweet on Kane. That thing. If you guys haven't seen Ryan's tweet about Kane and saving lives while he's dragging people under through the <laughs> mat. I laughed for a good five minutes of that tweet. That was just genius. Just I, genius. I was proud of the one I put up today where it said, uh, right before he came in here, it says, want to feel old? This is what Dustin from Stranger Things looks like now. And a picture of Mick Foley from last night. Brilliant. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was proud of that one. Bring, but, uh, bringing the perm back. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good social media yeah. night last night. What were we talking about? What, what, what? Oh, we were talking about Triple H. And the oh, yeah, sorry. I, I got a little thrown off there. No worries. Dustin picture. But no, the, the Triple H thing, you know, um, I, I, I like, I, they're, they're doing a good job of this. Yeah, yeah. They're doing a good job of building it up. They're doing a good job of uh, making it feel important. And they really needed to, considering they, were, they, they said it wasn't going to happen again, and they're doing yeah. it again. Um, so I'm happy with it the way it's gone. I liked uh, Triple H showing up to the building, too, and, like, looking at security, like, oh, okay, there's some weird shit going on right yeah. now. Please hear that's WWE. I'm back. And like, what? And like, walked into the building. Yeah. I, I like that. 
Um, I remember those days when I used to call them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the vibe I got, and I like that. Uh, right. But, yeah, no, I think it, overall – it was a really good segment. Though. Yeah, agreed. I, I like that he was playing the – he was talking about respect. And, all, and then he said, I will put you down. It was a good ending. So yeah. I like – as a guy who loves promos, uh, I enjoyed that promo very, very much. Agreed. Uh, but, yeah, enough with the Snowflake stuff. All right, so then we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match. B-Team taking on Ziggler and McIntyre. Uh, this one was a foregone conclusion for the most part. It was a little bit longer than I thought it was going to go. Me too. To be I thought it was going to be, like, over two minutes, two or three minutes. I thought but, full squash. I thought. Yeah, me too. But it went a little bit longer than I thought. And actually had a couple opportunities the B-Team did to win, which was shocking to me. And, mo- and even, you know, this was one of those disconnect things that I was talking about yeah. earlier in the episode. I was watching this going, like, B-Team are done. Yep, they're done. But then the crowd yeah. was chanting the B-team, B-team, go, go, go they thing. They really were. Near the end of the match, behind them. Yeah. They had the crowd with them. And I was like, whoa. whoa. Like, yeah. As the viewer watching this at home, who has been watching, and I assume most people the crowd are the same way, yeah. watched week to week, I- I'm just like, what? This is not working. This is done now at this the- point. But for somehow that stupid song mm-hmm. has really helped. <laughs> Them get like some of the crowd behind them, which is crazy to me. The crowd was very hot for everything WWE was doing face wise. Yeah, very hot. Yeah, they, I was really surprised how hot they were for the B team. Like yeah, when they, when they started chanting, I thought it was because uh, Axel or Bo was encouraging them to do so, but no, no, they were doing it on their own. I thought the same thing. Like yeah. I had to, cl- I clicked rewind because yeah. I was wondering. I was like, did they do something? Did that? nope. They yeah. were just they were just chanting for the B team. They yeah. were the B team go 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 thing. Like and and even during the match, I was like, man, like, like Axel, it's so so rarely that he gets to pin someone that yeah. even his pins were looking weird. Like he was kind of like above their body, yeah. like not really fully pinning them. Um, but man, the you gotta listen to the crowd. Yeah, and if the crowd's into it, I what am I gonna say? Like yeah. there are things I don't like, but if the crowd's into this one, they did a good job. There's only so much you can do when the yeah. crowd's into it. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure you know a lot of people felt like the Spirit Squad had run its course sooner than it did, right. but uh, you know, but but you know, I think that it's uh, a good comparison. I feel like this is like the modern day Spirit Squad at this point. You I would know? agree with that. Yeah, agree with they're that. going that route where eventually it's going to run its course, but clearly there's still some people that are into it. They're always better as underdogs. Yes, the B team is always better as underdogs. I don't mind they lost the title and the rematch. Now you get to put them back in the mix, and they'll be underdogs. Yes. going forward doing the things that they're doing, and that'll be fun to see. And I don't them to be the face of the division, but I'm cool no. with them being in the division right. and being a prominent part of it. Like, you know, like, Too Cool wasn't always beating yeah. everybody, yeah. but they were a great part of the division. They helped. They had, you know, matches that you liked. You know, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're a good player, but I, I don't think they should be pushed above the Revival no. or Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. Agreed with that. Well, and then just when Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler were feeling well, the Shield came up. Rollins and Ambrose again tagged them from behind, did what they did. Uh, good kind of setting up of a of a tag team match that's going to come down that we find out later. They confront Corbin in the back, and they and they try to get Corbin arrested by the sheriff, uh, which was really weird. Made and no sense. It, yeah, like a false, making a false claim. It's the first time WWE's... You're going to start dealing with... You're going to pick and choose reality when you feel like it? Like, what are you talking yeah, you're about? Yeah, you're part of the intricacies of the legal yeah, system. Come on. Exactly. Come on. Can I show you three guys hitting people with axe handles? Uh, innocent people just standing there at a ring? Can I show you guys uh, someone humping a corpse? Yes. You know, like... Come on, you know. Like. <laughs> Come on. So I thought it was funny, and then they had that weird back and forth with Drew, with Ambrose and and the, the and cop. The cop. He was like, "Yeah, anytime I go to jail, I can call you." He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, give me a call." He's like, "What? Oh, okay, sure. What? What does that make no sense?" They do toe the line of Ambrose uh, being a criminal very often. Yes, they, they, they do. Act like he's a criminal all the time, right? Yeah, all the time. Um, what's really happening? Like, what? I need Renee Young to tell me what's what's really back there in Ambrose's uh, uh, background. Yeah. Uh, um. What. The when okay when they came back yeah. when they came rushing in, did you instantly know that their excuse was going to be we were the shield we were ourselves yeah yep. so did I right so I was like oh they're not in shield gear right. so their excuse is going to be we're not the shield we're yeah. Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose which was so cheesy. <laughs> Was so that whole segment backstage. Baron Corbin's acting was not good. In oh that my segment. god, it was terrible. Terrible acting. Terrible. You don't scratch it. All the acting was terrible. You make him miss Angle. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Angle, but Angle ain't the best. It's his charm that lets him get away with it. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, all the acting in that segment was real oh, yeah. bad. It was I don't really say that, but it was real bad. It was real. The, 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 the cop who doesn't talk. Yeah. He, like, and he went to, like, show his badge, but he, like, did it he, all, he did like, all awkwardly. Weird. Yeah. Like, like, he just found the badge yesterday <laughs> at Target, and he's like, okay, where is it? Oh, yeah, there. 
Like, if you were a real cop, you know how your badge you flips open. Flash that shit. Especially because you know? that guy looks like he's been a cop for 30 years. <laughs> so, I mean, like, he knows where the badge is. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a rough segment. Yeah, it was a rough segment. Agreed. Uh, then we had Tyler Breeze uh, taking on Kevin Owens. We both talked about how much we enjoyed Tyler Breeze getting, uh, getting the occasional match, but this was basically a squash match. Kevin Owens destroyed him, then got on the mic and talked about how uh, he wants to go after Lashley because of what Lashley did to Sami Zayn, and it's my best friend. You took away my best friend. I kind of like this angle. The seeds of this angle I like. The idea of the best friend stuff, the idea of how much he loves Sami Zayn, how uh, he's mad at Lashley, plus Lashley's ferocity and size and power versus Kevin Owens' uh, wrestling ability. I- I'm excited for this. I like the promo. I just want, I need to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit, like I want him visiting Zayn in the hospital, you know, Zayn in, in, in uh, doing physical therapy, Zayn in his bedroom, you know, like having a, a you know, a crisis of confidence in himself. All, you could do all kinds yes. of vignettes through this. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you on that yeah. front. Oh, 100%. I'm going to reserve judgment a little bit still, mm-hmm. mainly because I want to see where they go with it, especially yeah. now. We're going to, I think that was the next segment, but yeah. Uh, but but I believe, sorry, but, but, but the Leo Rush thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Leo Rush being as that is going to be fun. Was that the next thing? Uh, let's that... talk about it. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about it. I love it. I love, love that Leo it. Rush is part. Of the, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Great situation. Such a good call. Like we, yeah. I, I believe almost every wrestling fan, especially every wrestling fan who watches Raw, has said, "Please give Bobby Lashley a manager. Yep. Just give him someone entertaining." And I think Leo Rush has proven on social media, on 205 Live, on NXT, that he is incredibly entertained on the microphone. Like, yeah. he, the things he does, they're so funny. I love all the stuff he does on social media. He did a promo the other day on social media where yeah. he, he walked up to a piano and, like, started playing it and then got up and, like, it continued to play. And then he kept <laughs> doing his promo, like, to the camera. One of my favorite things I've seen in so long, because he sat down and started playing as he was playing it, but then got up and it kept playing, and then he did his promo into the microphone. One of the best. I'm going to send it to you. It was great. That I was dying. Genius. Me and my girlfriend were cracking up watching it. It was so good. Um, so I love the prospect of him being added to that. Yeah. I, the idea of Owens and Leo Rush getting into verbal sparring sounds like it's going to be really funny. Who's the face? It's got to be Lashley. I oh, guess. Lashley for sure. Lashley for sure. I guess. I mean, Leo Rush, I guess, is very heel-like. Yeah. But it'll be entertaining. I feel like it'll be like a like an odd couple kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. where he's got this annoying manager that's kind of like, because even in the, in the thing where he was like, my man, yeah. you know, and then he was like, nah, keep pumping me up. And then it was like, like I almost feel like he's going to, I feel like they're going to be a great I agree. Know, odd couple type thing. I think he's going to smooth Lashley's edges over, his clumsy edges over better. I think he's going to be really funny on the mic. And then Lashley's like clumsy awkwardness and mistiming on some of the things he says, even in that little mini thing where he's like, you know, I'm working out, right? I'm just trying to pump. Wham! It almost like destroys the guy. Almost sends him like, it shatters him into pieces saying, you keep pumping me up. And he's like, "Uh, okay, so yeah, you, blah, blah, blah. So all of that's going to really work because like you said, odd couple thing, mismatch completely. And it's going to be fun to see how they work together. It excited me the first time that Lashley is somebody who's going to, who's going to make it work for him uh, more so than the authors of pain with, uh, with Drew. 100%. This is such a a better pairing. This is such a better pairing. Like this, you went, literally the second Leo walked into frame, you went, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That is a good pairing. And when you saw Authors of Pain with Drake Maverick, you were like, yeah. who came up with that idea? Right. You know? So, yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. But to, And to go back to the Kevin Owens thing, yeah. you know, I hate, I fucking hate the <laughs> quitting and then just showing back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I get that they've done at least somewhat of tried to explain it. But clearly, if you follow wrestling, to me at least, it looks like they were like, Okay, we're gonna do the storyline. He's gone, right? Yeah. And then it was like, oh shit! But we need a partner for Natalia for the mixed match challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Owens is Canadian. Yeah, he's from Canada. Let's just put them together. Let's bring Owens back. Let's Th- that's how there. it felt to me. It was mm-hmm. like it was just out of nowhere. It's yeah. literally, and they've tried so hard to explain why it didn't, why it did make sense, and yeah. why storyline was okay to do. But you know that was not the plan. Something changed midway through, and they're trying their best to piece it together, yeah. in my opinion. And so. Um, I don't love it, but I like where it could go. Yeah. I don't like him coming back mainly because I thought it, there were such better options to go from that. And it just was such a, like, a, that was such an unnecessary angle they did two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. that, that's the only reason I really, I really hate where it's going. But I like 
the prospect of where it could go. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, well, now speaking of prospect uh, that we don't like where it's going, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the Ascension. Ascension, again, jobbing as they are now uh, contractually obligated to do to just about everyone. Gable and Roode got over on them. Uh this felt awkward again when it's supposed to work. It feels like Rude is trying to make it work, but he isn't 100% behind it. Like yeah. when Gable jumped in in that like little old school 80s mini promo they did where the guy, where the action's going in the ring and then you see them talking where he goes, uh, you know, like uh, it's cool. And then Gable jumped in, glorious. Was that right, boss? And he's, you did all right, kid. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> none of that works. You know, stop. Making stop neutering Rude, stop castrating him. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week. How I kind of like giving him someone with a little more uh, yeah. charisma attached to him, but yes. he's a badass man. Give him a badass to play with. I, you know, I liked it still this week. I wasn't okay. super against it like you were, but I could see, I could see where your frustration. But heel turn is it. coming. It's just so obvious. It's telegraphed from seventy five miles away, dude. The only thing is, they were like in matching clothes this time, and it was like maybe they're not gonna do the turn that they're trying to help both of them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe. But it'll be a bit. But it it'll should happen. be that should be where they're going with yeah. it. Like we said last week. Yeah. But I, you know, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. <laughs> you know, I, I, I liked seeing. Uh, I like that we got you know Gable doing his suplexes. Yeah. You know. Anything where it helps bring Chad Gable onto TV, I'm a fan of it. Right. So maybe that's where my happiness lies in it because I can't stand Bobby Roode. So, so, oh, okay, so I enough. think that, like, you know, because I usually got kind of like, oh, it's going to be kind of boring. Like in a Bobby yeah. Roode segment, yeah. I like that now I have something to look forward to in those segments. So I hope that they stay yeah. together unless there's a heel turn involved. I want to ask you something, but, and you can say, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe you can edit it out. Okay. You know James Storm personally. Yeah, yeah. Was there any real friction between him and Bobby Roode? Were they always were they always cool with each other as tag team? I think they were always cool with okay. each other. Um, so nothing. For, like, for those of you who don't know, like James Storm was on the the Greatest Royal Rumble thing I did recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's always been someone I've been friendly with. Yeah, uh, yeah he, you know. Um, from what I've heard, yeah, I mean, it was always very friendly okay. between the two of them. Uh, Sometimes that stuff bleeds out, and you, you find out, you know, they didn't they didn't enjoy working. No, with each other. no, 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 no. They, they, from from at least from what I heard from James Storm's side of things, cool. I mean, very much friendly, and he like he still watches SmackDown to support Bobby, well, and like good. they'll text each other about stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Man, I'd love to interview. I like Ruda to pieces. I, I can't explain. I just like him a lot. All right, let's move on. I know you don't like. I don't like what's happening to him. Yeah, but, uh, but so, so. it's like him. I just, yeah. just like the, 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 the way angle. his character has yeah. been uh, angled right Agreed. now. Agreed. All right, uh, Ryan. This is the Ronda Rousey portion of the show. Uh, her and Natalia came out against Alexa. Bliss. You didn't like this segment. I thoroughly hated this segment. Weird, because I just this is one of the ones I had to finish watching before we before yeah. the show today because I fell asleep last she night. She was calling the spots, Ryan. Ryan, she's calling the spots. Verbally, out loud. It wasn't that obvious. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I feel like you're giving her a harder time I heard than it was. Five things, five separate things. You heard five of them, yes. really? Oh, man, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Arm drag. Oh, you heard her talking <laughs> about. <laughs> See, I also, I, 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 I'm like when I watch a magician. Yeah. I try hard not to look for those things. That's fair. Like, I go out of my way to try and not pay attention to those things. Yeah. To the point where when those videos will come out to where, like, they'll put the text or anything. Oh, and yeah. I hate that. that. I'm like, man, I watched that match three times. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. You know? I Even, like. I hate those videos. To where even when I worked at a wrestling company, I worked at a wrestling Hollywood for, like, a summer. And okay. that was the first time I really asked questions about, like, how the match is structured right. because I how wanted to know if I was working there. Of course. But like that was when I really learned how important the referee is to yeah. the whole situation, yeah. you know, to the whole the whole formula that the referee is like the most important mm-hmm. person in that, you know, obviously the performers are most important, but the the, ne- the next most important person because yeah. he's leading the show. And I, you know, I don't think I ever realized that until I started working in, you know, that, at that wrestling company. Mm-hmm. And so I try hard not to listen for those kinds of things. Like Cena. I know Cena is notorious oh, for Cena's terrible. Cena's terrible at it. But yeah. you wouldn't say Cena's a terrible wrestler because no. he, he does that. So I don't think that, you know, I, what I liked about this match okay. is I like this is the first time that Ronda was vulnerable yes. and in a believable manner. Okay. Like when I watched it, I thought it wasn't like where I thought like Alexa Bliss would never actually hurt her because right. the, the, the odds were against her. Natalia was getting beaten up first. Yeah. Uh, they, they were stacking the odds against her, and it finally caught up to her. You yeah. know, And I liked that. I was like, oh, you know what? We finally got a vulnerable Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. which well, I was cool with. I like that, too. I agreed. I agree with that. I, here's the thing I want to ask you, man. Is there is there pushback on Alexa? 
Are there people who think that Alexa shouldn't be where she's at, the spot that she's at, or anything like that? Wrestling fans? Yeah, wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, oh. Big time. Really? Oh, yeah. I, see, like, I, I, I would say I'm not majority. Usually, I'm not usually out of step with the wrestling fans on things. Yeah. So I, it's that the Alexa this, thing this is This is the one that you're the most out of step on with wrestling fans. Because really? when yeah. you talked about her being like the future face of the company, stuff, and I was thinking like, what? Like, because most really? people, oh yeah, most people are not Team Alexa. Like, I, I think Alexa's great. Don't That's get me wrong. Surprising to but me. But most people go like, oh, she does a kick here, she does a punch there, a DDT here, a DDT there, and then like. Runs around the ring, throws someone into something, screams a little bit at the referee, and then that's the end of the match. And so that, that's kind of wow. like what a lot of people think about her and stuff. I don't see it that way. I, I don't think she's either. really entertaining. I think she's a very acrobatic. Yeah, like she's got like she got high flying moves, man. She, totally. And I think she's really entertaining in the ring. But I, I do, do notice, too. you know, the more I have to see everybody's opinion, the more I realize that like everyone's wrong. Like no one's right. You <laughs> know, like it's we're an all. Opinion. You know, it's an opinion, and yeah. so like. Yeah, that's you fair. know you know there's only a few opinions that matter when it comes to wrestling, and right. they're the ones in charge. Yeah, there, you know, and clearly, yeah. yeah, and clearly <laughs> they like Alexa Bliss. They do. You know, they love her. She sells merch, son. Like she is big on that. Like yep. it's it's great to. That's the thing that I, and I enjoy her personality. I think she's a great heel. I never like her when she's faced because she's naturally just a fun heel, and and uh, and she's gorgeous and she's strong. And when she does the the moves from the high flying stuff, it's really great. And she's got like, such a vicious side to her. Yeah, like yeah. last night when she was doing those arm bars, where when she was like in like like yeah, yeah. you like this like bleh, like right. doing it to Natalia Natalia. Uh, I loved it. I thought it yeah. was so vicious. It's believable. I, it's very believable. Yeah. And and it's uh. She really does have a vicious streak. You know, since you're a big fan of hers, you should yeah. listen to the interview she did on Sam Roberts' podcast. Oh, okay. Recently. It was like a few weeks ago. Cool. I think it was like during SummerSlam weekend. Okay. And it was really entertaining to hear her talk about getting into wrestling, the motivation behind her character, right. uh, like how she kind of takes from uh, movies. Mm -hmm. Like that's why she's the Freddy Krueger thing. That makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Like it was interesting to hear her talk about it though and basically yeah. like how, or, you know, when she first – Basically, she, it was, I loved it. She basically said, I want to be a wrestler. And so she looked online how to be a wrestler and type it up and then came up to WWE website that was like, uh, send in your application, you know, headshots and a video here. And she was like, okay. And like on WWE's training website, basically like sent in her headshot and like info about her and got a call wow. and like got a tryout and then got hired. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty entertaining. And like to hear her like, you know, because she's so small, and she's yeah. telling her mom, like, I'm going to go train to be a wrestler. And they were like, you're five feet tall. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, you, that's not possible, you know? Right. So, so it was interesting to hear, but but uh, I feel like you'd okay. like it since you were such a big fan. Absolutely. Such a big fan of hers. I'll listen to it on the drive home tonight. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed her part with uh, with uh, Natalia. That was nice. Mickey James got some great moves in. That submission move she had on Natalia was really great. And then when, they, or when she, like... Uh, uh, when Alexa held her up, and then uh, Mickey came with that running drop yeah. kick like into Ronda's into Ronda's stomach, you were like, "Yeah, this is what you need to do to look exactly. like like to, to to be a credible threat against exactly. Ronda Rousey, who exactly. is a badass, bona fide badass." Yep. Um, and I'm also feeling like the team of Alicia Box, Alexa Bliss, and Mickey James is kind of starting to feel like a like a thing yeah. now. It's starting to feel like less random and more entertaining together. Right. I, I agree with that. I like Alicia when she's used. I, yeah. I think Alicia's incredibly entertaining. We've talked about yeah. that. Alicia's yeah. great. She's so, a, yeah. She's a utility player. Yes. She's really great at that. Ronda had Ronda had uh, Ronda ended up coming back. You're right. She was a little. Uh, she had the ribs thing. They worked on the ribs for a while. Then she fought back and whipped around Mickey James a couple of times. Then got the victory. But do then, you like that move? I, I, I love it. Scares it. the hell out of me. That I, move. me too. But I love it. it. I like it, but it terrifies me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I like. I, I'm waiting for one of these women to get like really legitimately hurt by what she's That's doing. That's gonna happen. But yeah, you think? But uh, it might be the woman's, the other wrestler's fault rather than Ronda's fault because Ronda knows because of her yeah, training yeah. with ju judo and jujitsu. Like she knows how to do that and, and not hurt she, somebody. Yeah, because I'm assuming she'd have to do that in practice during yeah, training yeah. and stuff to like her trainers. Right, and, and when you watch the arm bar, no one has their arm fully out. No. It's always bent yeah. and then they, they tap. Yeah. yeah, because Ronda, they all know that legitimately she could break her freaking arm. <laughs> yes. They don't want to play around with that stuff. <laughs> no. So I liked it, but I liked that uh, Alexa kicked her in the end. My thing is, the thing is, the thing that, that I think is the drawback with Ronda and, and it, might, it might not be uh, something you can fix is that 
She has a hard time playing the emotional beats believably. And I think that's where the work she needs to do. In the ring, Absolutely. In the ring, she's great. Like, she's scary. She's good. Whatever. She, she understands the, what the beats are. But I think the nuance of the beats is the last uh, hurdle she has to cross before she's fully a WWE superstar, in my opinion. No, I couldn't agree more with yeah. you. I mean, when I was watching it last night, I was actually thinking the exact same thing. Or tonight. Today. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching I was thinking the same thing of, like, she's almost there. She's almost there. In terms of, but, but. Yeah. But this is the first time she really had to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, really, I'm I'm assuming she hasn't really gotten a ton of training on how to be vulnerable. Yeah, She's yeah, got yeah. a lot of training on facial expressions, how to be tough, how to sell, how to this, right. how to that, how to land this move correctly. I bet you being vulnerable is not high on the list of things yeah. they taught her, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's similar to, like, a big show. I'm mm-hmm. sure that was a struggle for big show oh, when he sure. was first kind of getting in the business. You're a giant, and mm-hmm. now you have to kind of, like, at, at one point, you have to learn how to make it look like someone is believably beating you up. Yeah. And yeah. that's got to be a tough one, you yeah. know? I mean, but I do think that she was on the right path last night. I yeah. mean, some of the times when she was getting, you know, when she was getting thrown into the ring apron repeatedly, Alexa was just doing, like, the yes kicks yeah. on her stomach. I was like, all right, this I can believe. This yeah. looks like someone who is believably getting beaten up, and I like that. I agree. I thoroughly agree with that. Uh, and then uh, uh, that finished up, so that's gonna that's obviously setting up the hell in the cell they've got going on. I don't know how that's I don't know how Alexa's gonna win that match. She won't. Uh, you don't think so? No, oh, okay. way. no way. They want her to have the belt to Evolution. Are you kidding me? They didn't have her. They didn't have Ronda Rousey win the belt to fucking give it back to Alexa Bliss in a few weeks. <laughs> Five feet of fury. Get out of here. Five feet of fury. Get out of here with that, Roka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elias came out, uh, did his thing. Like you know, I'm actually getting tired of the Elias thing. To be honest, I like Elias. Me too. I'm over. With, I love Elias. Get him in the ring. I'm tired of this guitar thing. I've never oh, seen it every week. Yeah, and and you know what? These other people are putting on five, ten, fifteen minute match, twenty minute matches, and Elias just gets to go out, get the same pay, and sit on a stool and play guitar. That's bullshit. Get in the right. Get in the match and wrestle. Get in there and start doing stuff. So it was a little frustrating to watch that happen. But, of course, Mick Foley came out, which is great because it was his 20th anniversary of that Hell in a Cell match between him and Undertaker. Nice little back and forth. Yeah, Renee Young pointed out the perm. Uh, Foley. That perm was rough. That was like a, a soul glow from, uh, from coming <laughs> to America. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, but respect to Mick. I met him a couple times. What a sweetheart of a dude. Totally loves people who understand and respect the business. And so it was nice to have a conversation. with. So whatever he does, even when he's uh, uh, out of step being cool, he's still cool. That he's yeah. one of those rare dudes who can do that. So yeah, yeah um, I don't know. If cool is the word I would use to describe <laughs> Mick Foley. Uh, I'm not sure you That's saw what awesome. he was wearing, but or the perm. But like, and I'm not one to pick apart on someone's uh, style. But I don't know. Cool is the yeah. right word to use to describe Mick Foley. Uh, <laughs> Foley is God. <laughs> Legend, yes. Um, but yeah. you know what? To be honest with you, I didn't care about this segment. All right, fair enough. I just like, I don't know. I just kind of like. What is he going to add to the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is I, I, the special guest referee thing? Never really in, like, excites me. Like, yeah. they're, like they're not really going to bring anything special to the match. If anything, they're going to take away from the match. They're going to interfere. In the they're going to interfere. Right. The Sako is coming out. Sako's coming out, and it's like, yeah. Mick Foley had kind of run his course on Raw when he went away. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, were, you know, loved his run as GM on right, Raw. I don't right. think anyone in the past eighteen months has really been like. Fuck, I was fiending for more McFoley on the show, you know? And I love McFoley. Like, McFoley's. Like, sure. Like, McFoley, like, Hell in a Cell got me into wrestling. But how many times can you hear McFoley talk about Hell in yeah, a Cell? True. Like, I don't. I, I've seen every documentary there is to see about Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. I, I just. I don't know what him. What that promo added to anything. Like, yeah. what did it really add to anything? Like, it didn't excite me more for Hell in a Cell. Right. Um, yes, it did give a pop to the crowd. The people yeah. in the crowd got to see a legend they love. You didn't like the vignette? I just didn't care. Okay. It's like, I, it's like, Fair enough. And maybe it's because Hell in a Cell is what got me into wrestling, so yeah. I have consumed everything related oh, to Hell enough. in a Cell. Fair enough. But if I wanted to watch a documentary on Hell in a Cell, they're readily available on the WWE Network. Yeah, there are. I don't know if, like, you know, same for, like, and I hate to be a dick, but, like, the Connors Cure thing. Like, I enjoyed it. Connor's cute. Like, I, I, everything they're yes, doing is great. I don't disagree with you. But did it really fit in the show? Yeah. Like, it really just felt like a time filler. Like, yeah. it felt like they were wasting time because they didn't want, they didn't know what else to build up right now at that point. This so, is what seems to be happening, Ryan. You're right. The, it's a three hour show. Yeah. And it's, it's starting to show very large, uh, Cracks in the foundation, in my they, opinion. They even showed multiple SmackDown vignettes this yeah, week. Yeah, they did. They they really pushed the Joe and uh, AJ Styles thing, and of course Charlotte Charlotte and Becky. So 
that they they're using that to fill the time. Yeah. They don't have enough. No. They, they need to cut it to two, man. There's no logic. Well, they never reason. will. They won't. I know it's frustrating. But they do. It's, they they do should need to cut yeah. it to yeah. two. It's just too frustrating because well. you have better stuff going on in a two-hour show than a three-hour show. And you're right. The cottage crew. Listen, I, I I don't buy that for a minute. And I love uh, charity, and I think cottage crew is a very important charity to have. But I also read that book uh, that the that uh, that announcer who used to work for them wrote, and how he's the one who Justin pushed Roberts. It. Justin Roberts. He pushed it. He created. It, he found it. Stephanie and Triple H could care less. It was only when it caught on that all of a sudden they took it over, and that happens in every business. Yeah, there are people above you who don't care about something. You find it. They see it gets over with the fans or the, or the people who are who patronize the business, and then they take it over because they see it as a money making opportunity. Now, uh, whatever their hearts, are, yeah, they have kids. Blah blah blah. It doesn't matter to me. I just I think it. Inauthentic a lot, and especially the way that you did Justin Roberts afterward, having considering what he did to make that thing happen. So yeah, no, I agree with you. Feels I right agree with just it, like the it, warrior thing. I don't like that. My little weird on that warrior thing too. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, it just yeah, it, it it felt too much like a pat on the back. Like we yeah. get it, guys. We get it. Yeah, you're you nice know? people. We you're get nice it. people. We get it. You know, like and, and look, I'm not. Like I, said, I don't be a dick. I I think what they did is very good for those people. Sure. I think what they did is very good for. Just, Humanity, like you know, yeah. I just think that when you put it on the TV show, it was very self-serving thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could have easily put that on YouTube, and right. it would have served its purpose. But you were just wanted everyone to know how great you were, right. and so I, I, I did roll my eyes a little bit at it. But at the same time, I'm happy that that a good thing happened for those people. I mean, like right. the, the, you know, the, it's confusing because it's like the NFL, and I know we have to wrap up here in a few minutes. So it's like the NFL with the. Um, uh, with this uh, breast cancer awareness stuff, and then you're okay with uh, men beating women in your league. Yep. Uh, you know, domestic violence stuff. You you don't punish at the level that you should. You see videos, and then you make a reaction. Yes. This is ridiculous. Yep. What is the truth here? Where's your actual heart at yep. overall? So, yeah. Yeah, it was the disconnect. That yeah. disconnect we were referring to. Great point. Yeah, yeah you've been saying it all. It's true. Uh, all right, Finn Balor took on uh, Elias. Speaking of wrestling, Elias finally got in the ring and wrestled uh, Balor, and Balor ended up taking this thing. Uh, it was a little bit of a boring match i thought and fast forwarded I, yeah yeah i don't know what <laughs> they're doing care, with finn. i didn't care i fast forwarded. finn i'm sorry brother i don't know where you go from here Did they need something they need to pair him back up with the club ASAP, yes man asap asap he even i mean Cole put them all together said. on smackdown yeah put them all together put aj the club yeah and finn all the other on smackdown yes. let them be a thing yeah let them turn heel let them be the top heel action okay just let them do something let them yeah. be top face action anything <laughs> Put them all together and make Finn cool again. Finn is not cool right now. I'm gonna get that hat. Make cool great <laughs> make, again. Make, make Finn, Finn great cool again. again. <laughs> make Finn great again. That'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that was great, at least I thought so. We'll, we'll see what Ryan thinks. Uh, Roman Reigns and, Stro- and Braun Strowman had this battle to end the uh, end Raw. Uh, uh, Strowman's vignette when he was walking through, or a promo was walking through the uh, uh, backstage looking for Reigns, screaming for Reigns, and then attacking those day players that they hired to play those roles. Uh, it was really sad. Uh, I, I, just, I didn't buy it at all. Why is that guy attacking little dudes? Like It just makes no sense. <laughs> I, I, it was just one of those things where they, they tried to solidify his heel turn where he yeah. beat up the little Asian man in the yeah, backstage, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, But I, lo- I, I loved when he did it, though. I, I'm not going to lie. It made me laugh a lot because it was so funny when he was like, get out of my eyesight. <laughs> and then the guy was like, uh, what's his eyesight? <laughs> like, in his, you could see it in his eyes. So he just, like, stood there frozen in fear and browsing, no. <laughs> and, like, That's right. I lo- that made me laugh because it was such, like, bully brawn that it, it cracked me up. Yeah. Um, so I did actually like the backstage. I, I, they, okay. they made me laugh because it enough. was so funny like, when they were interviewing Elias too, or when they were filming Elias. And then all of a sudden you just heard like Braun running through the hall like, Robin, Robin. Like, it, it was just such a comical thing that it made me laugh. Agreed. But but uh, but I the, the final thing like it was cool. OK. But it, the, the, the you know Roman putting Braun through the stage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. But I just like was like, does this did this really like get people excited to watch no, Hell in a Cell more? No. It's now, already done. Yeah, they're just laying. They're just like doing what they need to do until they get to the pay per view. Yeah, they really are. How far away is it? It's soon. Is yeah, it like it's a couple weekend? weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is the danger, Ryan. I think is happening is these pay per views are starting to become so important because they have them every month that these shows don't get to stand out on their own. They're in service of the pay per view, and they're becoming just glorified two hour, three hour commercials. Yeah. For the pay-per-view, and that's frustrating because once the matches are set, everything else is just to play around until you get to the actual match, and that's starting to scare me on Raw a lot. It's also gets 
troublesome when they're promoting three events at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, wait, which one are we building towards right now? Which one's the next? Evolution, which Hell one's the worst? The greatest showdown. Like, you know? Well, yeah. Like, that's my problem right now. Yeah. Is right now, they're building three separate pay-per-views via Rob. They're right. building that showdown with Triple H Undertaker. They're building Evolution with, like, you know, the Bell Twins, with all the women's stuff going on. Yeah. And then they're still, they're using the shield to build up uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And it really gets overloaded. It becomes, like, too much at a certain yeah. point. It's yeah. like, just... Build up to one pay per view, like like yeah. just make this yeah, one show focus on the one show be the culmination of right. the storylines I've been watching. Like it's a very we as wrestling fans are conditioned to a certain formula, yeah. and when you try and deviate too far out of it, it's like whoa, overload, bro. Like yeah. we're ready for Hell in a Cell, not Evolution and Super Showdown. When are even those pay per views? Right, you exactly. know, like you're like, oh, what's happening? You know, so like I'm more wrestling. I can only, I can only retain so much information. You know, so uh, I, and I think that is the main disconnect that we were yeah. referring to. You know, it's yeah. like it's like what are we building towards? Are we building these people up? What's yeah. ha- and that and that was my main problem with the show. And it, it, as much as I, you know, I it was fun to watch Braun get thrown through the stage. Yeah, it, but it, to me, it was like. It was just kind of like a stunt thing. It was like a like what 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 purpose did this serve? Like right. it, it didn't really build up. Any, yeah, it was cool to watch. It was fun. Yeah, but I just didn't understand like long run what it really accomplished. That's fair. That's a fair point. And to correct ourselves, the uh, pay per view is this Sunday. Hell in a Cell. Wait, Hell in a Cell is this Sunday? It's this Sunday. Oh, yeah. So. Ebola and Hell in a Cell this weekend. Be busy. What do, you, what do you got this weekend? The Battle of Los Angeles. PWG. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. All right, I guess what? We'll, and we're going to cover it, I hope, in a recap. Is, well, we'll probably won't do a recap because the video doesn't come out for so long. No, no, the Hell in a Cell. Oh, Hell in a Cell, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's this weekend. So uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do a recap Monday if, if we should actually talk to Wendy about that when we get out of here. <laughs> Schedule that kind of thing, yeah. You know, <laughs> it is, you know it is. Yeah, September 16th, this Sunday, that's when it's happening. All right, well, that, so for as, as, as a buildup to uh, this, uh, it took care of its business, but overall, it wasn't that, uh, it was a C, a bit yeah. of a C show. My, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Like, it, it took care of business, but not in an exciting way. Yeah, agreed, agreed. We'll see how SmackDown does uh, tomorrow night. Uh, yes, exactly. There's some great uh, uh, hype. And I'm looking forward to this Hell in a Cell. I think he's a good lineup of matches. It'll I think so, too. Yeah, I am, too. So, uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for watching uh, the Raw, the, sorry, the Collider Body Slam Raw recap. Uh, as you know, I am John Roca. You can follow me at The Roca Says. Ryan Satin, tell them everything they need to know, my friend. I'm going to go fast. we got to get the hell out of here. But, yeah. but I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. ProWrestlingSheet.com is the website. At Wrestling Sheet on all social media for that. You can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening to the audio of this on the Wrestling Sheet radio feed, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. This show is available on video. Same for the other recaps that we do. Uh, same for other news hits and, and all sorts of things. Lists, all fun things that you find on YouTube. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. If you're watching on YouTube, go check out the audio feed. There's other shows there as well. There is Top 5 with James McKenna and Kevin Silva. There's Best of the Rest with Aaron Turner and Rachel Evans where they discuss um, everything going on that isn't on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, the first episode went up this weekend. People are really, really enjoying it, so I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I, I enjoy the hell about it. I was laughing throughout the episode and agreeing with many of their points. Not all of them, but many of them. <laughs> uh, but really, I, I cannot stress enough to go check out the audio feed. There's an interview I did there with Lanny Poffo about All In. Um, I'm, I'm trying my best to, to fill out all these different feeds that we have so please go follow them it helps a lot yeah absolutely that everything ryan said aaron has been awesome and i'm glad he finally has a show the finally the finally show debut that's been so much fun aaron and i go back and forth on text and on twitter now apparently uh a lot so he's got a lot to say about a lot of things so uh he'll tell me when he disagrees with me anyway thanks everybody for watching collider body slam recap we will be back tomorrow with a collider body slam smackdown live recap and break da- everything down there as we go into hell in the cell on sunday all right take care everyone have a good rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.
When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.